This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios. House spelt the German way. When cat burglaries start, can mass murders be far behind? This reporter isn't saying that the burglar is an inhuman monster like the Wolfman, but he very well could be. So, Professor, would you say it's time for everyone to panic? Yes, I would, Kent. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. That quote, of course, is from episode 11 of season 5. Homer, the vigilante, we're here. We're halfway through season five on Two Bad Neighbors, your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through who knows. My name is Greg. <laughs> Question mark. My name is Alan. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode. Holy crap. We did it. You can only get 49. We made it. On the. What? Yeah, you can only get 49 on, on SoundCloud. Oh, so I can't upload this. What? No, you can. No, I'm, I was. I'm. I'm joking. Like I'm, because we because we moved. We took one off. Oh, I see. Yeah, we took okay. one off. We 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 have a lost episode. <laughs> we have a lost yeah, episode. so there's only 49. Tracks. That was a very convoluted. I'm very sorry. Thing, uh, you but did to let's me. let's just do the <laughs> 50. Yay! Yay! 50. Now, we did it. Now that's done. We're over it. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, how have you been? Been good, man. How about you? Uh I'm good. How was New York? I have not talked to you about did this. Did we not talk about it last time? Not at all. Really? <laughs> and I was listening to the episode, and I was like, did we actually? Because we, we went from, we went from uh, introducing the podcast to yeah. listener mail, and right. then just went right in, because there was a bunch right. of listener mail. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and Janelle was on last episode, yeah. so we were both in New York. Yeah, anyway, so that would have been a, uh, a good time to talk great about Great time to ask. Uh, New York but, was, was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a big city. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, I've been, yeah. yeah. I've been, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you actually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of walking. Yeah. Which arguably I should have been prepared for, but I was not. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, we'll take the subway most places and, you know, it's not going to be literally like a hike every day, but it was. Yep. More or less. Um, some days more than others, like when we went through Central Park, stuff like that. But but no, it was it was a lot of fun. Um it's, you know, they call it the city that never sleeps, and it does you, not, you yeah. understand why when yeah. you go there, because everything is always, things are always happening, and, like, people are weird, and, you know, I've uh, just the subway rides alone, I have so many stories just based on, you know, some old man, old Russian man drinking vodka in the corner and just spouting Russian, I assume Russian uh, words. To me, obviously, it was gibberish, but <laughs> I think it was Russian. Um <laughs> And, but what was great about this guy is he was just, like, he was too nobody. Like, he was just, just, and he would, like, his volume would go up sometimes, and so everyone would look and be like, oh, what's going to happen? No, nothing, okay, he's still just drinking. And, uh, but then eventually he just went, "Uh, Obama! And I almost (laughs) burst out laughing, because it was the funniest thing, and I had to really hold my breath because we were like just a few like seats away or whatever. So I didn't want to like antagonize him. I didn't know what he was prepared to do. So 
but yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I got to see a lot of cool stuff. Uh, it's not the kind of city we were there for seven days, and it's not the kind of city you can see everything you want to in seven days. No, so. yeah, that, I was there for the same amount of time when I when I went, and it was yeah, it was it's insane. It's huge. It's just a lot, a lot to do. So much to do. But um, saw a couple Broadway shows and didn't get to see Hamilton, which sucks. But but you saw James. I saw James. I saw our, uh, our friend James. Our so. intrepid New York correspondent. That's right. James Wade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's he doing? Good? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, having, a, he's having the ball. That's, that's good. The ball? The ball. That's not the saying. He's, toss- he's having the ball. He's tossing the ball. He's, he's just having it. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's how right. have you been. Yeah. Unless you have any big news to talk about. Well, I went to Hamilton. What? The city. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I was so ready to be so mad at you <laughs> for, like, just casually saying, yeah, I got to see it. <laughs> that show you really want to see, you fucker. And I didn't say anything about it. No, I actually <laughs> didn't even go to Hamilton. I went to Halifax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was, so that was just pointless. It was. It was just, it a, was. just a mean thing. Went to Halifax for a wedding. It was beautiful. Great. Yeah. Oh, and I got cast on a new show. What a one. Um, with uh, Good Your Pink. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was ho- I was hoping. Yeah. Uh, I read for it. Yeah. Because I mean, I was I'm working on a sh- the show yeah, with them yeah, right yeah. now, and I was just like, this is a Greg role. <laughs> like, <laughs> my immediate thought was like, it's like a gumshoe like kind of yeah, character, gumshoe right? Detective. Yeah. Uh, who like then also gets to like play a whole bunch of diff- other different roles and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so like, seems pretty cool. I only read like uh, a couple, like two thirds of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was like, when I was reading for it, I'm like, this is fun, but this is a Greg role. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't cast me in this. <laughs> it would be a mistake. So, uh, and the, yeah, just recently I got the email. I was like, oh, we're going to go in a different direction. And I'm like, okay, good. I hope it's Greg. I hope the other direction is Greg. So I'm happy to hear that. So Yeah, I was like, I was super stoked because it's a really fun script. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it'll, um, be, it'll be good. You'll be, you'll be a, a good person gumshoe thank you yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's that's about all that's new with me but uh instead of what's new with me what's new with our returning guest hello craig McHugh. what is up <laughs> welcome back man thanks it's nice to be back for uh for big number 50 yeah yeah we kind of surprised you with that yeah i, did, I didn't know thanks for the heads up guys <laughs> <laughs> would you have got us anything maybe Oh yeah, you're a very considerate man. That's true. You might have. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going very very well. Um, I I'm taking the LSAT on Saturday. There it is. Oh yeah. shit. There's yeah. how. There's what you're up to. Yeah, that's well. That's all I'm up to yeah. right now. Um, yeah. And are uh, you ready? I, Greg, I was born ready. Actually, that's not true. I was born a baby with very few skills, but. <laughs> I I am wait, wait 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 very few skills. What were your Hold skills on, when you up. were a baby? <laughs> oh, just what's what, I, I think what? all babies are skilled at some things. Like they're, what? They're skilled at being cute. They're skilled at shitting themselves. <laughs> well, if no anyone, one can again, shit themselves. Something I wouldn't call a skill. Well, yeah, no, but, on, but, but they are good. Nobody can shit themselves quite like a baby. It's if true. They wear diapers. Men. They wear diapers. Old people. They wear diapers so that they can shit themselves. So it is. So do old people. It is a skill. <laughs> well, I mean, like I think babies do it better. And you, really, you know why yeah. they're skilled at it because they can do it and they don't have to clean it up themselves. Like it, it is a skill. Yeah. 
to they know make what they're someone doing. clean up your own shit yeah. is absolutely a skill. You know what? You're right. You're but anyway, right. I, I was not born ready. I'm sorry that I lied, but I am. <laughs> I. You know what? Damn, I'm ready now. <laughs> Hi, Excellent. Damn. Excellent. It's good to go in uh, good to go in strong. Yeah. And remind me what an LSAT is. The lawyer test. Uh, law, law, school. law school's admissions test. Is that what it's actually? I'm going to law school. Is that what the, or the, <laughs> <laughs> is that what the acronym's actually? Yeah. yeah. Law school okay. admissions test. Yeah. That makes sense. I was I mean, I was kidding earlier with the explaining to me what it was, trying to do a bit, but it's okay because uh, that's because you really didn't not, know. So. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know what it stood for. I knew it was a like a, a lawyer thing. I'm not a lawyer, as you no, know. I, know I did work at a law office, though. Yeah, you did. So if at you need the very to least, up, at the very least, you're like a paralegal. Alan, that was almost as good as the uh, 49 episode bit that, <laughs> that was done at the beginning here. <laughs> we're just almost. Roll, we're almost. rolling on all cylinders. We're doing here. really great tonight. <laughs> it's late. We don't usually record. That's true. We don't usually at 9:30 at, at 9:30. It's a um, it's an anomaly. Yes. And uh, thank you guys for uh, fitting this into your schedules. It's fine. Um, I'm happy that we're going to be able to uh, put this episode out on a Friday. I just want to note that the last time we had Craig on was for episode 16, uh-huh. which was Homer Defined and Like Father, Like Clown. That's episode, that's season three. Oh, that yes. was a... Uh, and that was with James Wade as well. Yeah. That was a supersized episode. That was, that was a contentious that debate. That was October 9th, 2015. <laughs> Oh, look at so that. So over almost a year. A, almost a year ago, yeah. yeah. Or it was over a year, but like yeah. almost uh, exactly a year ago. Yeah. Look at that. That's nuts. So, yeah, welcome back. How have you been? I've been well. I, I, I've i been very well. In um, that year. In, in, yeah, in, in that year plus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alan and I don't live together anymore. No. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you don't yeah. live in the same no house. No one lives in that house anymore. No, I'm pretty nobody, sure they yeah, tore I, down. I, I think it's probably just, it, I think it's like a crack den now. Probably. Like, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. <laughs> We have left that place to the dogs. We, we oh, all vacated. Yeah. Sa- Sammy was unfortunately the last one to vacate, oh, I believe. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. Well, I left him uh, in the dust in April. And when, I don't even think I with the old roommates that I lived with are even there anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. I think everyone left. Yeah. And then I like I found out a couple months later, Sam texts me. He's like, Gary's selling the house. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry. You have to deal with all that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, Gary's dang. just Gary's just done. Yeah, I think he. I think he's just like I don't need this anymore. Oh. It's and there was just so much. There was so much damage. Yeah, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. So anyway, yeah, you guys really, really ran that house into the ground. We did. Well, <laughs> I I tried to keep it up, but not much you could do in the basement. Oh man. Well, we did. <laughs> yeah, I bet. All right. Oh, but shit. the memories, am the I memories. right? The memories. Yeah. Memories. Yeah. The memories. Great memories. Memories. Serve never will die. That the the fortress of friendship. How is that memories. cool? <laughs> How is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's not do this here, Greg. Right? Talk- <laughs> we'll talk about it offline. Okay. Yeah. Good. There you go, it's viewers. A, a little delve into our personal lives. It's a really great story. Viewers, but listeners. I think you already I think you know the story already. I think you'll immediately know what he's talking about. Probably right? like yeah. once I hear it, I'm well, sure. Well let's not but, keep talking about it because uh, we're not gonna actually talk about yeah, it online. So. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Uh, that was our segment we like to call How Have You Been? And now we'll move into our discussion of the episode, Homer the Vigilante. This episode was uh, written by John Schwartzwelder, hey, our old friend. Is. And directed by Jim Reardon. Originally aired January 6th, 1994. So that was a while ago. I was three. I was two, actually. Not even three yet. 
12 years ago. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I want that to... No, never mind. I was going to say that I wanted it to be a running gag, but by saying it, it ruins it. So, never mind. Because I've done that before legitimately, where I say, like, oh, that was only 10 years ago. And you're like, no, it was 20 years ago, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> so... Anyway, <laughs> maybe the fact maybe you could explain it every time. I think if as, I do as a running that's gag. the running gag. Yeah. Oh, now I can't make that a running oh. gag. Uh, <laughs> running gags are hard. Gotta guys. be natural, yeah, yeah, especially when it's it like flow. when it's improv and we do this week to week. <laughs> uh, so anyway, do you have a synopsis for this episode? I have somewhat of a synopsis. Yes, okay. um, in quotes, a crime wave caused by a cat burglar plagues Springfield. He steals Lisa's sacks. Oh. Homer promises to get it back. Nice. I like it. Yeah. That was a good one. Thank you. It's better than some of the ones you've done recently. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> it's I more tried, succinct. The thing is, I tried my best to um, <laughs> to turn it into a TV guide yeah. synopsis. Yeah. It works um, better when yeah. it's more succinct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> my best TV guide synopsis. There you go. All right. So before we start talking about the episode, you know, as it progresses, mm-hmm. general thoughts. I like this one. Um, I like this one because I think, and I'll get, I'll, I'll obviously delve into more detail later on, but I think the format of this episode sets up the formula for a lot of great episodes in seasons past this, but I don't think it quite achieves it here, but mm. it sets up the kind of episode that makes greater episodes later on. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great episode. It gets super goofy at the end, which I think is actually kind of nice. Uh, and it deals with some really, really awesome themes that The Simpsons is a uh, huge fan of going to the well on, uh, such as uh, mob mentality and mob rule, um, incompetence of authority figures, and fear-mongering media. We'll talk more about that as we get in, but those are some things that I wanted to highlight um, that this episode really brings to light. And it's it's a classic, classic Simpsons and a great guest star. Yes. That uh, does nothing but improve the episode. 100%. Does not d- distract from it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy this episode. It's it's never one I put in my favorites or no, too, too high up. Uh, compared to a lot of the other ones, um, and I, I think we'll have this that now either. Yeah, and I think we'll have this kind of talk a lot throughout these Golden Year uh, episodes. Now that we're in kind of the, like I say, season four is the start of the Golden Year, but now we're just like in it. You know what I mean? Oh, like season four it, yeah. is like, wow, they did it. Like they did an amazing season, and now it's just like business as usual. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, there's you know the whole pool of everything needs to be great. Four to eight, in my opinion, that's just like. There's not really a bad one in that whole mm-hmm. batch. There's some lesser ones or something that I'm like, eh. But for the most part, it's just like, uh, if you put on an episode in that vein, in that realm, in that uh, between four and eight, I'm going to enjoy it. Yep. Um, but this is definitely one that's just kind of lower for me in that pantheon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think by the fact that Homer is kind of in that, like we talked about uh, two weeks ago, uh, with uh, Boy Scouts in the Hood, in that kind of realm of insufferability, in of being a little too stupid slash mean, he's not quite quite jerk ass like we talked about, but he's in that gray area where it's like you know he's being a little bit too. <laughs> 
just as anytime Homer gets like any kind of authority or, huh. you know, he just become because he's so stupid and, and thinks he's able to like lead this charge. It just becomes a nightmare and yep. it, it's a little annoying sometimes in his character. I like it better when he's the innocent uh, oaf versus the like inexplicable shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the authoritative uh, like driving force of things, if that makes sense. So totally. That makes sense. But like you said, great guest star. Uh, it's one of my favorite guest stars, in fact, um, because A, he's not playing himself. B, he's one of my favorite actors by the grace of uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Dr. Alan Grant. Of course. It's amazing. Um, but and also just like like you said, really elevates the episode, doesn't detract from it. And, you know, obviously, even as a kid, I like by this time I knew like Jurassic Park was already one of my favorite movies. Um, and I had no idea this was Dr. Alan Grant as Malloy, right? Which I think just shows that he's, you know, he's, he's a good actor. Really. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> More or less. Like, he, he's able to take on this character and not make it clear that he's, you know, this celebrity, as it were. Sam With Neal's relatively a- few lines. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I guess Sam Neill, I, I, I struggle kind of calling him a celebrity because, like, even if you look at his filmography, like, there's Jurassic Park... Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3. Uh, Bicentennial, man. Come on. Sure, I still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> but even that one, that one wasn't a huge success. And everything else he's done, like, he's in he's Hunt for Red lot. October. Yeah, right? and, like, he's but done he's, a lot. He's done so much, but he's just such a solid character actor. And every, he's not a movie star, basically. Yeah, every other movie that he's in is, like, a super indie movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, Event Horizon is the other movie that yeah. I attribute him to, just yeah. because I remember renting that movie from the movie store and oh, it being his yeah. face and Lawrence Fishburne's face in the uh, cover art. Like, he definitely had his moment, right? Yeah. But he never became that movie star. Yeah. Like Jeff Goldblum did. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Samuel L. Jackson. Or Samuel L. Jackson. Um, or Dennis Nedry. But... Newman. The <laughs> but uh, the thing he was in recently... Um, I don't know if you saw it, called The Hunt for the Wilder People. I heard it was great. It's a very good movie. Uh, it's by the same director as uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Great movie. Which I don't know if you... Have you seen that one, Craig? I've not seen this movie. So What We Do in the Shadows, I would recommend wholeheartedly. I think it's one of the funniest movies of the last 10 years. And um, the director, Taika Watiti, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but he did uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. It's And I was excited to see it because A, Sam Neill, B, this director... I just want to let people know, if you love what we do in the shadows, it's not the same kind of movie. This is a, like, coming-of-age adventure, uh, really kind of, like, uh, sweet movie about about a young boy and uh, Sam Neill. And it's it's a very good movie, but it's I just want to <laughs> warn people. It's about a young boy and his Sam Neill. That's right. It's <laughs> very different than what we do in the shadows. It's not really a full-blown comedy, I would say. So right. just don't go expecting that because that's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, my enjoyment was fine, but it would have been better if I didn't know that it was not going to be as But you fine. know what is a full-blown comedy that Sam Neill was in? What? This episode. Okay. Is that your get back on track, Alan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm sorry. Trying I was to, just. I was just hanging out in the guest house a bit. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do them with segues now. That's fair. So, yeah. I, was, I, was I also to, just want to try and like highlight our um, guest stars a bit more rather than just be like, oh, this person's in it. Sure. So that makes that's, perfect. That's sense. the only reason I delve yeah. a little bit more into Sam Neill. That said, 
He was in Merlin too. He was. You're right. That movie's TV, fucking great. TV movie Merlin. <laughs> yeah. As the titular Merlin. Yeah. Was so. Best Merlin. He was on the Tudors too, wasn't he? The... I had never watched. He that totally show. was. He was a cardinal. He was the cardinal in the, the Tudors. Which the I found surprising because a Canadian television show. The Tudors, wasn't it? No, With wasn't British that like people. HBO or something? It was like Showtime. Showtime, one of those. Yeah. Big oh, maybe I'm wrong. Right, but, but anyway, he was one of the only people of note in it for sure. And he played a bird. No, he yeah, he the, the cardinal. He played yeah, uh, the, like the bird. Yeah. He was a talking bird. bird. He oh, played yeah, he uh, one of the Toronto Blue Jays, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. A weird in, addition to... In the two, that's why I thought it was Canadian. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Craig is dumbfounded. Great bit, you guys. <laughs> Just fucking great bit. I you can't know, do bits. It, All right. Sorry, it's not the gold that you guys were putting out earlier on. You know what makes some great bits is if you don't, like, shut us down, yeah. you jerk. <laughs> All right, anyway. So this episode opens with uh, Malloy, uh, the cat burglar, robbing the Simpsons' house. He leaves, um, he leaves everyone something in, in, to replace. He does like an Indiana Jones Yeah, he does switch. the Indiana Jones thing. And except he for leaves, Marge. Except for Marge. Uh, and he leaves Bart an ironic parting gift. Yes, coping, coping with, with loss. loss. Yeah. Um, it's interesting he, didn't steal, he doesn't steal like a, like a crusty doll or something. Because or I would think that that's what... Uh, Bart would sleep with as a crusty doll instead of a TV. Um, well, as we know, the crusty doll would probably like get extremely him. hot. Yeah, if you leave it, you know, in an enclosed space too long. So sitting there, yeah, yeah. So he probably knows that and makes sure that it's in a yes. safety sealed glass. But Bart does lose something very precious to him: his stamp collection. Yeah, which <laughs> everyone finds so funny. <laughs> everyone thinks that's so funny. He even took my stamp collection. Imme- like, cue entire family immediately laughing All at him. All of them. Yes, Marge <laughs> included, Yeah, which you wouldn't expect. Everyone's and, just like, and this... An obligatory phone call from Nelson <laughs> as course. well. Yeah. But and then even, like, Lisa says Bart's suffering, Bart's pain is Bart's funny. Bart's pain is funny. <laughs> but mine isn't. What <laughs> differentiates your pain from his? You wonder why Bart lashes out and, yeah. like, you know, like... <laughs> I feel like this podcast is becoming very much a like pro Bart, like like it's, quit well, t- like, picking on Bart. Yeah, this is Bart propaganda. Yeah, Help but it's Bart. true. Like the more we watch this, especially like uh, and delve deep into, it, and the more we realize like Bart is like picked on, and but is so smart, and like if he applies himself, he can do so many things. He can do anything. And a man of mystery. Yeah, and everyone just shits on him all the time. <laughs> just always. It's and he doesn't deserve any of it. It's yeah, awful. It's sad. Yeah. Um, cat burglar leaves a cute calling card. Yes, you've been robbed by the ca- the Springfield tap. Did cat anybody burglar. notice that it says established 1957? I did. I did not. I, d- I did this time. Yeah. yeah, it says Springfield cat burglar established 1957, which immediately gives you the clue that it's a senior citizen. Does it though? 1957 to 1994 is not very old. That's thirty. It's, that's more than thirty seven. years. Thirty-seven. So if, so if he it's not started, senior citizen. if he started in, oh, I, I, I assumed it. It meant like his age, his age, or his, uh, yeah, birthday? yeah. I feel like it could be a mis, a misleading clue because I thought maybe it was his age. Well, established doesn't mean his age. It means when he started cat burglaring, right? Right. So right, if right, he right. started cat burglaring in nineteen fifty-seven, then thirty-seven years later, he's going to be a lot older. Yeah, you know, that's there you go. He's yeah. going to be thirty-seven years older. Yeah. What? Well, that's just math. That's yeah. some detective work <laughs> right there. Yeah. 
So Good work, Greg. They yeah. do lay down the foundation. You're getting in the gumshoe uh, mode already. I am. It's called <laughs> The Method, guys. Look it up. Oh, God. I won't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> you don't even have to say it. All right. <laughs> Uh, speaking uh, of hating oneself, uh, <laughs> should we make that uh, bingo card a thing? <laughs> should I post that? <laughs> if you want. I'll post it. Okay. <laughs> I worked hard on it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's different than the one James originally proposed? No, it's the same idea, but I actually did it. You just it. updated some stuff, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I just did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He All never right. proposed a full card. Oh, okay. I actually made a full card. Okay, good. Yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Craig doesn't know what we're talking about. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> we have two bad neighbors bingo, where certain things we reference often are on the bingo card. What happens if you get a bingo? You win. You just get a bingo? You win the bingo. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Uh, that's a bingo. That's, yeah, that's it. It's just something for fun. Yeah. Just let us have fun, yeah, Craig. Oh, I, I, I didn't say it was... Oh, all right. All right. Oh, man. Um... After Flanders comes over, uh, Homer immediately calls the police and tells them about the robbery. And this is the uh, first time in this episode, this is the setup to the theme of authoritative incompetence, Mm -hmm. which is always prevalent in Springfield. Of course. But in certain episodes, this one in particular, and um, uh, the Springfield Connection... Uh, when Marge becomes a cop, mm-hmm. uh, it's extremely uh, brought to the foreground. Uh, a lot of the time... With the police specifically. Yeah, with the police yeah. specifically. A lot of the time it's the mayor and a lot of the time it's the education system, but this time it's the police that gets the treatment. And it's pretty relevant mm-hmm. even now, today. It's kind of interesting because at first they're kind of doing their job. You know, like they... Like normally you'd, you'd assume Wiggum would get a call about a burglary. You'd be like, yeah, we'll be right on it. Like, and then eats pizza or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's actually like marking on the map where the robberies are taking place. And then the incompetence comes in the form of, it looks like an arrow pointing right at the police station. They're just, let's get out of they're here. They're idiots. <laughs> they're such idiots. And they all flee. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Um, but the, yeah, obviously I, I, we... I love the, I love the idea of just like, a, a, of a show on a major network just being like, hey, cops are stupid. <laughs> They're just like everyone else, sometimes a lot worse. They're just a like A lot us. of times a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't actually think, obviously, that all cops are like that, but I think it's important that uh, institutions of authority be satirized and be put in check so that they can take a joke, right? Yeah. It's very important that that sort of thing happens. Um, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it all there, Greg. I think NWA said it the best. Yeah. So I won't say it. I don't, okay. Oh, you, you're not Look familiar? it up, everyone. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know who NWA is, so. Uh, they are a rap group. A rap band, if you will. A rap band, yes. Okay. Uh, NWA is a is an acronym that I will not say. Um, <laughs> needless to say, oh. it's something with attitude. So, oh, <laughs> new oh, world attitude. No, no. In, I've in never direct. seen these guys. Something I'm, with attitude, I'm not... Greg. <laughs> 
N-W-A. We're not I, saying it, Greg. <laughs> I'm very... Oh. Do you actually not know what song? I just looked song? it up. Okay. I just looked it up. I get it. Okay. Do you know what song I'm referencing? Yeah, I, I do now, because I just looked it up. Okay, great. Yeah. Everyone else, look it up if you don't know. <laughs> Pause right now and look it up. Yes. We'll wait. No, no, they're pausing, Alan. They paused. No, we'll wait. They paused it. It's fine. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, Everyone else is hit by the burglar as well. Except we have, we, have, we have Kent Brockman uh, recording. And next yeah, up. immediately yeah. after we see the uh, authority being taken down a peg, we see the media mm-hmm. getting shown what's what. Grandizing and fear mongering. Fear mongering, yeah. And it also just kind of sets into motion the kind of the, the the writing style of this episode as often these kind of episodes do with Kent Brockman and the idea of it being like an ensemble episode yeah not specifically like Homer and Lisa and the saxophone is a thin main plot line but really like this is about the town reacting yeah. to a certain phenomenon is this um, a kind of structure you were talking yeah, about yeah yeah a, a, a little more of the structure that i think it it does better later on you know with episodes like who shot Mr. Burns part two or mm-hmm. team Homer. I think, I think this is like the beginning of something great though. These kind of episodes that are all about the citizens of the town rather than just the family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, and it, the episode just kind of rolled, like there's a little montage right after that. that includes professor Frank, a poo on top of the quickie mart with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And the whole episode kind of rolls that way for the rest, right after that newscast for the rest of the episode, really mm-hmm. little snippets of, that's a great term, roll. Like, because yeah. it really does. It just rolls. It just on and rolls. On and on. It goes by very quickly. You know, it. Um, and it really it it features everyone. It, it features a little bit of everyone. Um, the um the first step the first act we're still in the first act yeah. here and the fact that it rolls through the town like that is actually kind of a different structural um, uh, system that they that they've gone with in this episode because usually you get to the rest of the town in the second act. Usually right? there's a setup or some, some, that's the other thing too, is that this episode goes right into the action. Usually mm-hmm. there's some kind of setup that somehow kind of leads to the main plot line in some kind of convoluted way. Sometimes yeah, it's, the it's main done plot not line, well, but sometimes. <laughs> the main plot line is introduced in literally the first frame of this episode yeah, and exactly. it doesn't get resolved until the very last, mm-hmm. which is, ex- because said, it needs to, because rare. it is that ensemble idea, which I don't think you can do yeah. well with setting it up using an entire first act to set it up. Yeah. 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 Uh, and just by the nature of the, who's the cat burglar kind of guy. And like, they have to roll it on to like Homer becoming a vigilante. Right. Um, in response. And a lot of the time, the, vi- the cat burglar thing would have been forgotten. Right. In later seasons. Mm-hmm. And it would just be Homer's escapades as. Absolutely. A vigilante. I was thinking about that as we were watching it yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, but instead, Marge pipes up at the dinner table and says, remember, you got into this to get Lisa's sacks back from the cat burglar. And yeah, we <laughs> remember too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right. That's a thing. Whoops. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, we were talking about the the joke collection, how it affects everybody. Oh, right. Would you say it's time for everyone to panic? Yes, yes, I would. I Ken. would, Kent. Who is that guy, Professor? <laughs> He's a professor. Yeah. Um, and everybody starts panicking 
and this is that little joke montage, and we get to see uh, Professor Frank and his security uh, house that gets up, runs, and then falls, and immediately sets Burst on into fire. Flames, yeah, um, and the little fake people fall out, yeah, also the, on fire. And the laser house, yep. that causes cataracts to be cured, and then causes <laughs> blindness. blindness as well. Um, Poor Jasper, <laughs> yeah. When's he going to catch a break? <laughs> it's probably like five episodes all about him by now. But <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Homer's jug. Oh, boy. The jug. Yeah. A classic, classic, a classic Simpsons joke. Classic joke. Never, yeah. ever interrupt anybody. <laughs> middle of a hoedown. In middle of a hoedown. <laughs> and it's a great uh, <clears throat> like, uh, recurring, recurring joke. In this episode. In this episode, yeah. yeah. Where you think it's just in that one scene and then it comes back. Yeah. And it's great. It, it is very great. Uh, and at the end of Act One, at the very end of Act One, um, the town becomes fed up with the police's incompetence, uh, and we get to see the police incompetence one more time in that press conference, yep. where they have the piece of evidence, they have it right there, <laughs> and he just he just ruins it. Uh, A little on the nose that yeah. scene, I think. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, look how really awful they are. But at least they maintain that throughout the whole episode. Yeah. So they're all in character for this episode. Um, that level of stupidity, I mean. Uh, and then the neighborhood watch is formed. And Mob Rule, of course, appoints Homer to be in charge. And Well, uh, Ned at first. Yeah, he's and he's not so sure of himself. So someone else. Someone else. <laughs> Immediately. S- someone with confidence. <laughs> Which is almost—it's almost like a a shot at like electoral systems and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> the one—the one with the most confidence and the biggest yeah. mouth. As soon as someone wins. says no experience, someone else. I—I've uh, never heard of that ever happening before. Yeah, of someone with a big fat mouth winning just because he was loud. Oh, Greg, I don't know if you—I don't know if you heard, but that actually just happened. Where? For real? Where? Oh, in the United, in the United States, of States of America. Oh, really? Yeah. Who won? Uh, that Daniel Trump guy. Oh, I always knew he'd go far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I saw him in Home Alone 2, I knew yeah. he'd go oh, far. Oh, yeah. He directed Kevin to the lobby. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And now he'll direct us. Did Hillary Clinton direct Kevin to the lobby? No, I don't think so. I think, right. I, I think that's what won. I think, I think that's, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. She wrote emails about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <Didn't. laughs> I mean, can we talk about these oh, emails? Oh, God. <laughs> if I have to hear the word emails again, like... Anyway. Then you're fired. <laughs> God. Act two. Act two. The vigilantes go shopping at Herman's. <laughs> More of that kind of like montage, ensemble kind yeah. of feel, yeah. which I love. You get his ragtag group of people. You get uh, Skinner, Mo, um, the sea captain, Apu, um... <laughs> And, uh, Just Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer in, in yeah, one room, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this is where I'm. Doctor Strangelove gets mentioned again. We'll get back to that at the reference desk. Um, and this is where we get to see, which is interesting because it's a it's another example of a joke montage, but we've already seen one. Yeah. Right. And you're right. This is a very everybody in the town episode, right? Um, And so we have two full-on joke montages featuring people from all over the town. And this isn't even the last one. No. There's one more in the Uh, third No, that's exactly it. Yeah. 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 And um, 
we uh, the episode is anchored by them, really. Like you know, you get a little bit of family, a little bit of a joke montage, then back to a joke montage, then back to the family. Yeah, briefly only back to the family though. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's like it's it's like John Schwartzwelder had like a five page script or something, and was just like he just punched it up, put jokes in all <laughs> over the place. George Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Homer, some of the things that Homer has to do, uh, as far as not has to do, but, um, takes it upon himself and his, uh, drunken posse to do is, uh, stop people from burning leaves without a permit, <laughs> even though that that poor man had a permit to burn leaves, um, and, uh, tell people to go into their homes using the Rapmaster 2000. It's Hammer! <laughs> It's hammered. That, that's I think that would be my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> just so just like dancing down the so street. So random. Yeah. <laughs> is, is is it an MC Hammer joke? I believe so. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I always. Attribute I always like to, to think that it isn't. I think it's funnier if it's just <laughs> random. I don't know. It's <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> It's such a yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's not just a megaphone. That's where things really start to go. Wait, what are these jokes? Yeah. <laughs> well, remember this is nineteen ninety four. Yeah, can't touch this was pretty high on the charts. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, and they get into the theme where like any authority figure is bad. Doesn't matter. They continue their thesis uh, of authority and taking it down. Doesn't matter if it's an official authority. Or a mob rule authority, it's going to abuse their power eventually because power corrupts. There's a there's a quote from Lisa. She says something like, "Who will police the police?" Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, who watches the Watchmen? Coast Guard. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, touche. All right, touche. Yeah, all right, touche. I also I also want to point out the the random guy they run into with the saxophone. Yeah. He's like, where'd you get that saxophone? He's like, Sears. <laughs> and we can assume it's not Lisa's yeah. oh, saxophone. Yeah, yeah. So, like, where did he actually get it? Like, you assume oh, maybe he sus- did steal it somewhere. Because he's suspicious? Cause he, well, like, cause he, he says he's, it so suspiciously? Yeah, he's like, and he says Sears. Sears almost questioningly? Yeah, almost like, Sears? This is, this is where people buy saxophones, right? <laughs> yeah. So I just love that's such a weird little little uh, touch in the episode, but that's I love subtle. it. Yeah, because... Unanswered questions. That's right. Yeah. Simpsons mysteries. Well, they probably you hear killed that? him. The real gyms. They probably killed him. Oh, but then why Mystery didn't well, they swung the, 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 the Why didn't Homer give sure. give Lisa the saxophone then? Maybe he realized it wasn't hers, so he just threw it away. It's got an inscription on it. Yeah. You know what? So. Almost definitely, that's what happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. After killing the man, yeah. <laughs> quickly realizes not his his daughter's saxophone, and uh, they moved on and disposes of the saxophone <laughs> with the body. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people die in this episode. Homer's a bad vigilante. He's just a vigilante. All vigilantes are bad. True. Batman? He didn't kill anybody. No, arguably, yes. He never would have killed the man for his saxophone. Arguably, Batman is bad for Gotham. Explain how. You want me to go into this? No. Guys, is this a whole other I don't, thing? Yeah, <laughs> this is a whole other thing. Do you really want me to go I into really this? I really don't, actually. I well, if you I regret do want me to go into this, oh. tune in to our new Batman podcast, which will be a limited series on the Boathouse Podcast Network. A solo podcast. <laughs> where just I just sit Greg in an empty room. Drinking drinking whiskey. Yeah. And talking about how cool Batman is. You know how cool Batman is. Shut up. 
<laughs> I'll tell you how fucking cool Batman is. Batman is the coolest guy. He was... It's actually just Greg reading Batman comics on air. <laughs> Not describing the pictures. No, just, just but every so often he'll be like, whoa. But commenting on the huh. action sometimes, yeah. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Not even reading them aloud? No. You're... <laughs> you're just reading it to yourself and commenting what on it. It's a very new so, age podcast. Yeah, it's, very, it's, a, it's a new concept, but you <sighs> listen to it while you're reading the same comic and see if you're... Uh, out loud comments match up. You have seriously, to, we're you have to tell them at which the pace, like the page at which you read, though, so that they That's know. Right, yes. right, so right, they right, know right. how to turn page over. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said all the words of the sentence I wanted to say there, but they were all in all the wrong the, order. I think we got yeah. the, the yeah. Just okay. The, all right, yeah. all right, I'm good. It's like that thing where if you like write a word with the the first and the last letters in the correct spots, but all the words inside jumbled, you can your brain can read it. Did you know that? Yeah, actually. The word caring used to be written in a lot of places in, uh, like, when you're in elementary school, like, it's it's everywhere. Like, caring is sharing and stuff like that. And I always used to say, like, that's my name. And the teacher would be like, no, man, that's, it. that's not your name. I'd say, yeah, that's my name. Because it looks like my name. That's amazing. <laughs> and she just said, no, it's not. It's got one more letter in it. Eventually, it got it to be a problem. Eventually, she had to say, stop. It is not your name. Yeah, because there's no N in your name. Yeah. Krang. Krang. Like Krang from Turtles. <laughs> Krang. <laughs> don't even know what that is, but I know I'm oh, not, man. I know, I know I'm not it's that. It's the brain. It's the brain inside the big I suit. don't think that'll help him if he doesn't yeah. know what Krang is. He's describing the character isn't going to help him. It's fine. Forget it. <laughs> He's too young. We'll move um, on. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we get back to, you know, Homer being Homer and uh, doing all his vigilante business. And appearing on Smartline. Appearing on Smartline. And this is a great little sequence. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Because it's a it's kind of a weird moment of Homer being competent in a way. You know what I mean? I think his confidence overshadows his incompetence. True. But <laughs> I just think, like, it's, to me, like, it's one of my favorite moments. And mm-hmm. it's the moment where he's like, you know, some people say you're causing more crimes than you're committing. Yeah. Oh, Kent, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't committing crimes. <laughs> well, touche. Like, that's... <laughs> I got if someone If someone did that, like, in... Not to bring it back to this too much, but in the presidential debates, if someone ever did that, like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, you know, <laughs> delete a lot of emails and then just moved on. That w- I would have been like... Great. All right, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Because people need to own up to their shittiness and own it, and I, I respect that a lot more than trying to evade it. So, so that's just that's what I mean. I and yeah. I guess I, I see what you're saying, where it's it's not necessarily he's calculating this as a as a move. It's just him being like, yeah, no, we're committing crimes. Yeah, I'm very confident <laughs> in it. Very confident <laughs> in mob rule. Yeah, you're welcome, Kent. <laughs> uh, he gets. Uh, basically called out by the cat burglar in this scene, which is the impetus for the rest of the episode. Um, the cat burglar is going after the world's largest cubic zirconia, which is just funny in its own. Also, the other part that I that I really like is people can come up with statistics to prove anything. Can Fort Fee percent of all people know that? <laughs> Fort Fee he percent. makes up a number. He doesn't even make up statistics. He yeah. makes up a number in yeah. the statistics. <laughs> That's actually a really great joke. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're going to go try and stop the cat You got a thought, from... Craig? I, I, I do. I just wonder if at this point in the episode, um, 
I was just thinking more about uh, Sam Neill and actually, and I uh, Sam Neill, and I wonder if uh, Sam Neill, <laughs> if he was if he was a more high profile celebrity, it would almost ruin the episode because Malloy previously appears mm-hmm. and says something as well. So if it was like John Goodman or Gilbert Gottfried or someone <laughs> just just someone that you recognize immediately, you would know who it was. Oh, like by a very distinctive and, and voice. And the mystery would be spoiled. I mean, they don't really, like, it's an episode that goes, hmm, wonder who the cat burglar is. Here's this character that we never just, see every, very, any other very, time. I'm very, 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 very intrigued that the first two people you went to <laughs> were John Goodman. I'm thinking about people like, who do, like, voice work and, and have recognizable voices. character actor John Goodman and Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried. <laughs> As your example of so, of high profile celebrities, no, but like I no, just wait think, a minute, <laughs> Reco- recognizable <laughs> voices. Thank you for putting that. I just glossed past that, but I that think, is I that is bananas. I think you're making a good point. I think you're making a good point. But I just mixed my terminology. Maybe <laughs> high profile, you mean like a recognizable, highly voice. recognizable voice. Yes. You know who my favorite celebrity is? That Gilbert Godfrey. The voice of the Affleck duck. I think he I don't even think he does that no, anymore. I think they replaced him. You know, if they had Malloy played by someone like, I don't know, Bobcat Goldthwait, <laughs> one of those real A-list celebrities. <laughs> 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 but you see what I mean. Yeah, we have I, fun. I, 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 I see what you mean. <laughs> I, ret- I retract, like, I retract the statement. I retract the statement entirely. I'm sorry for gagging um, up on you, but that was just my so, real, that was very funny. Was so my, funny. My real question, though, yeah. is do you think there's enough evidence at this point to figure out that this is who it is? Or do you think we have to wait until no, the next No, I think scene? that by nature of storytelling, and this is a problem with, like, real dramas sometimes, introducing, like you said, introducing this character in this episode, you're like, it's going to be him. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a character we already know. But at this know. point, we've only seen him once, and he kind of gets lost in the joke montage kind of thing. It's, right. And again, yeah. like, I don't think it's... I, th- I feel like they're they're trying their best to mask it, but also not. Like <laughs> I mean, yeah, he shows up wearing all black Yeah, like, I think, I think they, they want to make it not obvious, but they also want to make it not, like, too much of a, a yeah. hidden reveal. I'll tell you something. When I was a kid, I didn't get it. Oh, I didn't get it either. I think I think like until they specifically. Yeah. Said oh, yeah. Specifically I think it's too. Um, I think it's a little too com- not complex, but I think it's just a kid wouldn't think of that. A kid yeah. might not even be trying to solve the mystery themselves. Totally. I definitely wasn't. I definitely didn't know that you could do that with mysteries. But yeah, I was just like, oh, like there's a cat burglar. All right, watching as what an will adult happen. Now. Not like who is the cat burglar? I wonder if it's crusty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder if it's Krusty. That's right. Krusty isn't in this episode. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so yeah. it could have been him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all in a, a big ruse. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, by, by nature of having it be uh, a character actor versus a recognizable voice, it helps mask that a little bit more, too. Um, but like Especially I said. someone like Sam Neill and not Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> friends. Uh, just saying. This was, to Hello, be fair, I'm <laughs> like the height of his fame because he just did a just did Aladdin, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, w- it would just be too far. Too he far. just did Othello. Yeah, yeah. He just did Where Othello. He played Iago. <laughs> <Where he> played <laughs> Iago. <laughs> you know when I was a kid and that. I found out, like I found out about Shakespeare, as it were, yeah. and realized there was a character called Iago in this play, Othello. I was like, 
what the parrot from Aladdin? Is I was the same like, way. That's I did, what I associate that name with. I you did know? the exact same thing the first time I saw 2001: A Space Odyssey, <laughs> and that would like that would offend certain people. Wait, what was in 2001: A Space Odyssey? Oh, big monolith. Huh? What? The, the, that the, great Shakespeare character, the big no, monolith? Yeah, what's no, happening? No, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes, I'm familiar. There's the big monolith. Correct. And it's in The Simpsons. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. A, I, thought, yeah. I thought you were like, attributing it to wow, another Shakespeare really character. Wow, we're just really very different wavelengths. We're just really tonight. off sync right no, now. But, but, but Happy the Sim- 50th the Simpsons, episode. Yeah. <laughs> the Simpsons does ruin a lot of things. that Not ruin, but it just introduces a lot of things that yeah. way where you think of it. Like, I just went to go see Streetcar Desire this week. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, Spir- Were you sad there wasn't any music? I, I was sad. There was, I was sad there was no Paperboy song. <laughs> oh, that, I was, I was in the audience because I saw it, and I was literally going like this. <laughs> Can't you hear me yella? <laughs> and she didn't fly at the end with lasers. Yeah. 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 Tickets supposed it's to symbolize her descent into madness. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> The production was actually really good, but I was sad that Apu's song got cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all we always are. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. So Homer's guarding the cubic zirconia and yeah. uh, is quickly distracted by, by underage, underage kids drinking, drinking without a permit. That's right. Um, you need that. <laughs> uh, Which is such a weird leap of logic, even for Homer. I think. Well, he was so obsessed with permits. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess that's the, the base of the joke, but it's yeah. it's still just weird to me. Like Everything in Springfield's <laughs> Everything's ridiculously permits easy to steal. Also weird that it's not, like you almost think that maybe in a later episode they'd have written this way. Weird that it's not, uh, you know, the, the Three Stooges there. Like you'd think it would be those guys. Oh, like Dolph Kearney and, Dolph Kearney and Jimbo. Uh, Jimbo. Well, they're yeah. random guys. Yeah, they're but just... Jimbo's working with them. That's why. Jimbo's working. Is he working with him at this point? Yeah. Do we already? Okay. We yeah. already got the, the sack, sack of doorknobs. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. At this point, Jimbo's been recruited. That's right. So yeah. it can't be him. Yeah. yeah. So it can't be him. Yeah. There you go. Mystery solved. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move Good on. Good writing, whoever wrote this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and so uh, the, the diamond is stolen very easily, like you said. Yeah. Which brings us to Act Three, where the mob turns on Homer immediately. The, oh, yeah. On a dime. The. Everybody, Simpson asleep at the switch. I don't. I don't understand why they are so quick to mob him and throw things at him when he was literally trying to do the police's job. Right. This is what the cops should have been doing. Well, it's. I mean, that's with any any vigilante story, right? Like, if basically, like, you know, if you see cops as incompetent and you see like a vigilante like taking the place of the cops. You're gonna use. You're gonna put them in the same regard as the cops now, and so if they also are incompetent, then it's like, well, you're useless too. You know, you're not gonna give them a pass just because they're, you know, replacing a, an, a corrupt system. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's not. Uh, you're better than this system. It's just I hope you do better. And if you don't, then well, I'm gonna treat you the same way. And I feel like that's kind of the mob's attitude in this case. Is like I'm proud of them in this episode for <laughs> yeah. not rioting. Yeah. Until the very end. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not really a riot, yeah, per it's, se. It's like a mass exit. Mass treasure hunt. Yeah, um, yeah. they don't riot, which is good for Springfield. Good, good for them, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, you know, he wasn't asleep. He was drunk. So the That's media, right. the media really needs to get true, yeah. their they're, facts straight. They're definitely, you know, blurring the truth. And we get the, nec- the second part of with the professor on... 
smart line or whatever. Eventually. Yeah. Very soon coming up. Um, <laughs> Which is just. And uh, Malloy is obviously the burglar when Grandpa says everything that he was like, he was he, as evidence, right? Mm-hmm. He was, he saw him climbing the wall. Yeah. He, uh, and he saw the cubic zirconia on his I coffee. couldn't quite put my finger on it. But his, he was more vertical than he used to be. Yeah. Like, or it's, whatever. It's ridiculous how obvious Malloy is about it. Like, he just keeps the diamond on his coffee table. Yeah. That's actually, that's a joke that always kind of whizzed past my head as a kid. Um, like, so he's describing, he's like, you know, oh, I noticed he had sneakers for sneaking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, and then it's, and more, then it does the, you know, the him climbing. Them. I'm like, oh, okay, so obviously it's him. And it's like, and finally, he's the only one who has the largest cubic zirconia on his coffee table. Lead with that. God yeah. damn it, Grandpa. And, but it doesn't do like, because the other ones have like flashbacks, right? Yeah. And so this one is just him saying it. And so the, because of that, it kind of whizzed over my head. And I'm like, I'm like, what is that? What, like, what does that prove? Yeah, <laughs> because because I'm not sure what he's talking about exactly. So, but obviously, yeah. So that's the 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 joke is that I saw him with the stolen goods. Yeah, but I have all these other little tidbits that also help prove. Yeah, and they immediately go to the retirement home, and they see it. They then you finally see the cubic zirconia on his coffee table, just like Grandpa said, and they catch the cat burglar. Homer is redeemed of sorts. Um, and they get Lisa's saxophone back, and they get all of the things back, and 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 Malloy charms the people of Springfield so much that let they want go. to, yeah, they want to actually <laughs> let him go. And guess what? I would have bought that. Yeah, I would have one hundred percent bought that. Everything I know about Springfield and the way they work and yeah. mob rule um, oh, tells so me, charming. yeah, tells me that they would have just let him go, and he would have driven off into the sunset. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> They were running short of time. I, they, 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 the episode was running short. I know it this seems like a natural end to the episode. It is the ending of the episode. So the rest of the episode literally devolves into a cartoonish, overblown parody of the film. It's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> Formats. Yeah, got it. it. <laughs> the whole rest of the episode is. Absolutely. And, by, and by virtue of uh, Wiggum being somewhat competent yep. in this instance, where he's like, he's oh, sorry to down. interrupt yeah. this love-in, but he broke the law. He has to go to jail. Here's your kickback. Yeah. <laughs> Could not be a worse. <laughs> Could not pick a worse time. Uh, but Could because you? of that, <laughs> Malloy gets put in jail, and he has to concoct a scheme to Well, this was his plan the out. whole time. Right, because he buried this thing. Yeah, uh, that's why he's so obvious in, in front of. Yeah, uh, like when I, yeah. yeah, when Malloy's so obvious about it. Yeah. the whole plan was to be caught, give the sentimental things back. I think. Well, I think that this was uh, Plan B. Mm. Yeah, I think, because I think wait part a minute, of him. Why would his plan that... be to go to jail and then get released? <laughs> it actually yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. I think is is like it's basically a backup. Like if I ever get put in jail, I know how to. Oh, this is his plan. How B. to how yeah. to like treat the, this town to make sure they go try and find this buried treasure and I can escape in that time. I think that's like he's he's a guy who plans you know seven moves ahead. It's a true that's why chess the big player. T is out of town. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, he tells them you know he's buried millions of dollars he's stolen over the years. The thirty. Four years or whatever we decided. Yeah, uh, uh, thirty-seven. Thank you. Um, underneath a big T, right next to a big W. Next to a big W. 
Yeah, on the left is a big W from the movie It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. the, the money is underneath a W. In, the, in that in movie. The, in that yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't say a big W at any point in the episode, does he? In the episode? Yeah. No. Okay, I was but, like, did I miss that all the time? No. That he says, it's buried under a big T right next to a big W. No, it's just the big T <laughs> in the wide shot. There's the big T and right onto the left is a W. Gotcha. <laughs> There's gotcha. the trees. Um, and it's the exact... The end. It's the exact same ending as the movie. Yeah, like um, like there's things that are just verbatim or like taken directly from it. The music, yeah. the guy, guy the, in the, the river, plane, the guy in the plane, the the guy in the river, um, <laughs> like the crazy car chase that goes around the like up the embankments and all that stuff. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of an esoteric. I think it's kind of esoteric, but it still makes sense within the context of the episode. Yeah, it's definitely a. Um, irreverent reference yeah uh because the movie isn't good it's not a classic by any stretch um but it's also one of those instances where it's a direct parody that feels like a direct parody to me at least like when i saw this i'm like this is from something they don't even try and hide it yeah but i I was not familiar with this movie at all when i watched it right and i was like this is from something like cool but like versus something like the um the burn song in uh, Rosebud, yeah, right, which is a direct parody of the song in Citizen Kane. Burns, 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 yeah, burns. As a kid, I was just like, "This is delightful." Yeah. I had no idea it was a reference, yeah. and this is like just it. It has that like slight twinge of, of like why? Why are these? It's a little too yeah, random. Like, wh- like why are Patty and Selma in a plane? You yeah. know, like stuff like that. So. Why or why? Why is this random man this in random the river drowning and Bart, in the Bart's river at and Bart murders this man? Apparently, <laughs> why? Why is Marge driving a, a motorcycle, motorcycle with yeah. a sidecar that she's yep. never owned before? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> where does she get this? Um, why does the movie? Why well, that's that's uh, what Homer's in, and when he's playing Hammer. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, yeah. You know what they, they did? Planted very that scene. Good they planted that seed. They did set it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If they had set good. up everything else, yeah, it would have yeah, been, been better. But <laughs> um, so the entire look of the episode changes as well. Yep. Like right down to the way it's animated, and some of the shots and stuff because they're taken directly from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the the animation feels just a little bit loose and rubbery. Right? Yeah, a little more cartoony. Yeah, um, that's not to say that I don't like the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's really, fun. really works for me. Yeah, I think it's very funny. I think what works for me is the uh, right before they go back to him the second time. I think that whole sequence is so funny, where it's like, "Yo, I buried it under Big T," and he's like, "No kidding, Big T, eh?" And they run out, and then everybody's looking for this big T, and they have like all the different instances of big T's. And then the mo- entire mob comes back to Malloy in the jail, and it's just like, uh, we need more information. <laughs> 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 and yeah, and then it's 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 one of those good joke, better joke things, right? Where it's like, we need more information. It's like, all right, well, here's the address, and they're like. More. He's like, all right, well, here are the directions <laughs> to the place. You take a left. A, a left. <laughs> It's great. It's so funny. And then it kicks into that actual parody part, right? Um, um, and the, the, the parody begins before that. Does it? Yeah. It's the, the whole looking for it is also part of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the movie. But it doesn't kick into... It doesn't kick into... But like with the music... Overdrive. And the, yeah. yeah. Like direct. Because um, when I was watching it, um, after I'd seen It's a Mad, 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 Mad World... 
Um, I mean, I've seen Rat Race. That's pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah. Same yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. It's essentially the With same less movie. Smash Ra- Ra- Rat Race is a little better. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat Race is a comedy classic. No one's disputing that. Uh, <laughs> 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 you want to go to the reference Somebody wants to... <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's go to the reference desk. Okay. So, uh, of course, Doctor Strangelove gets its second uh, gets its second reference in two episodes in this episode uh, with Homer riding the bomb mm-hmm. to kill the hippie. You see this happen a lot when you watch shows when you watch shows on DVD back to back because it's like back when they came came out, it wouldn't have been as uh, glaring or blatant that they were doing it so often but sometimes you watch a show back to back i've seen it happen with numerous different comedy shows that do references where you say like wow like that was the third like wizard of oz (laughs) or like the you know like yeah you can tell the writers just have certain like pet love obsession things yeah yeah and yeah as we've talked about the uh simpsons writers love uh kubrick in Mm -hmm. general uh dr strangelove specifically but also like the shining and um 2001 2001 uh, but also um, Godfather and Clockwork Orange. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, yeah. Those are kind of the big ones that you'll see tons of those references throughout the golden years. So, Yeah. Um, Malloy is based on uh, David Niven as a character named A.J. Raffles, a gentleman thief, in uh, the f- 1939 film Raffles. Which did um, poorly. Yeah. <laughs> The music at the beginning of the episode during the burglaries is actually from the Pink Panther, which uh, David Niven was also in the very first one. All right. Uh, there as, you go. It all ties together. Yeah, as the character, the Phantom, who was stealing the Pink Panther diamond. Uh, he's not in any of the other ones because uh, Clouseau was a um, scene stealer. Isn't the Phantom Billy Zane? Uh, in the film, the Phantom, yes. Okay. <clears throat> I thought it was Gerard Butler. <laughs> In the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, okay. yes. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Great director. <laughs> um, <laughs> Best director. The scene of Homer and Principal Skinner talking in front of the museum. Dragnet. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and of course... Chief, you're eating your wallet. Are you talking to your wallet? And of course, the entire ending is... It's a mad, 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 mad world. Don't forget um, it's Hammer, too. Oh, yeah, Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. Uh, got any? Uh, yeah, so um, we had Storm and Norman commemorative plates. Oh, yeah, Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Schwarzkopf. Uh, as well as uh, Flanders uh, had Shroud of Turin beach towels, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very Flanders thing. Um, and then one thing I really wanted to point out, because this is actually something uh, I'm familiar with. So Homer has a line in the episode. So I said, look, buddy, your car was upside down when I got here. As for your grandmother, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that, which just seems like a random Homer weird yeah. line. Um, but it's actually based on a short story uh, called A Good Man is Hard to Find by Flannery O'Connor. I actually bought the the book because uh, there's a book that she wrote um, called uh, The Third Policeman, which is a book I uh, really enjoy, actually. I bought because I was obsessed with Lost at the time, and a character on Lost was reading that book. So anyway, long story short, I heard that this collection of short stories by this author was also very good. And so I read this particular short story. Um, didn't read any of the other ones in the book, but... The basic idea is, though dragging out too long, um, a family is going somewhere and the grandmother is, is along for the ride and everyone's kind of like annoyed at her. Like she's kind of like an irritating character, but she's like dressed really nice. And she's like, oh, if we happen to die, I want people to know I was a lady and like things like that. 
Um, and there's this like serial killer at large. And uh, eventually, they like something goes wrong. The f- the car flips, and um, the serial killer like finds them, and uh, you know they end up killing the children and like taking the p- the parents away. And so the grandmother's the only one left, and she starts like pleading for her life, like please don't kill me. And um, there's a whole debate, like uh, you know, literary debate about like what the final moment in the book is, where she like touches the man on the shoulder, and he kind of flinches and like shoots her three times. And anyway, so uh, there's a lot to talk about this particular short story, but obviously that's not what this podcast is about, but that's what the reference is. So arguably, Homer murdered an old woman (laughs) because he says, you know, the car was flipped when I got there. And as for your grandmother, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that, implying that he is the serial killer that encounters them and shoots the grandmother three times in the chest. That's his second... Murder of the episode. There you I go. I think there's three. At least three. I think there's three murders in this episode. <laughs> the, what was the first one? Uh, the man, the Sears. Oh, the yeah, the, the Sears, Sears, Sears guy. Sears um, guy. That grandmother. And, and the old man, or the man in the river that Bart well, drowns. Bart, well, then there's four. Okay. Because he might have killed the stage manager. Oh, yeah. Of Smartline. <laughs> On screen, yeah. too. Yeah. He might have throttled him to death. And we never see Malloy again. That's so. right. So there you go. There so, but yeah, that's, uh, I just, that it happens to be a short story I'd read and I'd never got that reference before. That's but it makes dark. A, yeah. It's a very dark reference. Um, but yeah, so. It's an obscure one, but it's a good one. Yeah. Good, good get. <laughs> um, favorite joke time. Oh boy. Favorite joke time. Um, so, uh, sub favorite is Frank's house. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, any, so there's so many times where Frank is a highlight of the episode for me. Yeah. I don't know, just like something about the fact that his inventions never work the way intended and he's always <laughs> kind of like trying to play them off. Like, oh, he's supposed to be doing a little dance. Flying motorcycle works. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> um, but I just love that. I love that the fact that he, in this little model mock-up, he made, took the time to put little people inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> so that when it falls over and starts burning, all the people fall out on fire. And his comment of like, you know, real people won't burn that fast. <laughs> that fast. Like that's just, better. It's just uh. great. And then uh, my favorite favorite is just, uh, it's so great. Uh, Homer <laughs> coming up with cool nicknames for everyone. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll be cue ball. Skinner can be 12 ball. Barney, you'll be eight ball. And Mo, you can be cue ball. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. Like Moe's just immediately, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great. I love it. Crego? Oh, man. Well, I, as much as I like murderous Bart at the end there, um, I, so I, I, I didn't even know if it was, it was a reference, but I just love how sinister that is. Um, <laughs> Waves? Oh, you kid. You tell me this was shallow. Oh, you kid. Well, he doesn't uh, murder that guy. Kid. He because the, because the, he becomes he's he's in the background. Of, That's right. He does reappear. Oh, okay, he does. Yeah, he, he, he makes he, it. He does so, resurface. So down to three deaths. Few. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I've got to go with the stamp collection because it's <laughs> <laughs> such a great call. I just love it. I just I just love the I just love when there are mysterious things about Bart that everyone shuts down and that we never hear about it ever again. <laughs> because because he he presumably. Gave up stamp collecting after this embarrassment, <laughs> and it got stolen. So yeah, you're a ten year old boy, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 I would absolutely. I'd be very impressionable. Like everyone you loved the most in the world just laughed at you like that. Yeah, when you revealed your hobby, 
Absolutely. Um, you oh, cut that shit right out. One other thing I do really like, and it's not a joke per se, but I think it's um, it's got a great charm to it. Is Selma or Patty? I don't. I, I don't know. Which, I think it's Selma having a ball of <laughs> hair the same way Marge has a ball of pearls. And I think it's almost like a little like, oh, this is a family thing kind of uh, joke. It's very That's subtle. It's cute. It's very subtle, yeah. I never thought about that. That's a... Because she said it's a Bouvier heirloom and yeah. she pulls it from a bar, a ball. And then Selma also has the hair in a ball. I like that. That's great. I like that. That's a good call. Um, you guys mentioned some wonderful jokes that I'm really glad you came up with. Uh, I want to mention not so much a joke, but a moment. And it's, um, when Homer says, can't I be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes? And then it cuts back to Kent Brockman. Waiting. Just just waiting, just (laughs) sitting there waiting for a follow-up to that. And then he realizes, yeah, he's not going to get it. And then. Well, touche. And it's like several seconds, right? He's just waiting in the moment. The, the, this is the first time I took the time to really enjoy it and like see how long that he waits for. And it's a really long time. It's a long time of screen time to just sit there in silence. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very funny. And I like that part a lot. Um, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> well, Goodbye. <laughs> nah. Now nah, we end things a lot more loose than that. Um, that's that's our conversation about this episode, though. Um, join us next time. Hey, are we taking a hiatus now? Do you want to? Are we doing this now? Are we talking about this now? <laughs> I Very already mentioned a while back that yeah. I think halfway through season five yeah. is a good time to do a hiatus. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, so like, it's the Christmas season. It's the Christmas season. We're going to be busy out of town, maybe. Yeah. Okay, see you in January, so, everybody. So. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we will be back in January. Uh, we'll Happy be New Year's, y'all. <laughs> into the next half of season five. Uh, hopefully with a slew of brand new guests and some classic guests from our early days, like Mr. Craig McHugh here. Maybe ones who don't say y'all quite so That's much. That's right, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the next episode we will be talking about in the new year is, of course, Bart Gets Famous. Oh, yes. I like that so one. So we'll be doing that one. And the I didn't do it, boy. That's right. That's and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of factory you're talking about. We only make boxes here. <laughs> One of my favorite first acts. So Fantastic. So be prepared for that. We'd like to thank Craig McHugh for joining us once again. That's his, that's his thing. <laughs> that's he always thing. whistles. Yeah. Got anything to plug, Craig? Uh, to plug? Like your um, Twitter? My Twitter. Do people follow you on Twitter? No. Um, you Patagonia. might be a lawyer one day, so. Yeah, so. Fall, fall, you use you legal, use me as a lawyer. Some legal uh, needs advice in, in two to three years. In not two to three years. Works on contingency. No money down. <laughs> I can't right. believe it's a law firm. Like I hope you're. I hope you're just like like Lionel Hutz. I thought. I hope you take all your inspiration from him. I do too. Still so. got it. <laughs> I get to keep this rusty birdcage. By, by kind of, I mean repeatedly, and by dog, I mean son. <laughs> My favorite Lionel Hutz. Oh, boy. Um, so get in touch with us at 
thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Or you can uh, tweet us at Bad Neighbors Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can message us yeah, on Yeah, don't Facebook. tweet us on Instagram. Yeah, okay? that That's doesn't weird. work, guys. It's weird when you do that. It doesn't that. work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we'd like to thank a uh, user named The Land of Chocolate for their five-star review of our show. So also like and subscribe us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review, and we'll thank you on the podcast. We've done go. it twice in a row now. There you go. So get in there. And get on and it. And maybe we'll have a whole bunch to do on our return. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Anything else, Al? No. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that stuff. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, Quasi Kwanzaa, <laughs> Tip Top Tet, and a solemn, solemn dignified, dignified Ramadan. Ramadan. <laughs> Thank you. There That's we go. That's a better way to yeah, do it. I think we did it. Yeah. And we'll see you in the new year. Keep watching the skis. <laughs>